Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't bag out. What's poppin', my dirties? It is Wednesday, July 6, 2016. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, on this here program, Blazing Rye Backstage, where we take you backstage. The lights have the house lights have come up, curtain calls ended, and everyone's back in their dressing room getting naked. I would like to welcome the Shade to my better and wall, Mr. John of the Week. Mr. John of the Week, how are you, mine? Good, mate. How you doing, mate? Hey! 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 Champagne, gasoline, and most things in between. I rode the city in a shopping cart. A pack of camels in a smoke alarm. <laughs> this night is heating up. Don't threaten me with a good time. Can you? You know this. This whole setup I've got here has been failing me the last couple weeks. Can you? Can you hear me? I can definitely hear you, man. Definitely. All right, good, good, my friend. Um, I tell you what, man, I am I am tired as fuck. What about you? Totally, man. Then I got a headache. And today oh, no. was hot as all hell on earth. <laughs> oh my god, it was hot today. Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, I never gave a shit about the weather, man. I'd be out there in hundred degree heat and playing a five set match. Count me in. I don't care. Oh, you're an animal. You're an animal. in L.A. I said, what's so great about L.A.? They said, oh, the weather. I said, who gives a shit about the weather? But apparently a lot of people do. (laughs) So, man, what's going on with you, man? You're like a world traveler right here. Weeks on end, you're outside of the country. You're making history (laughs) over there, making Britain leave. What's going on? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Listen. Before we get to that, I something, know. Is, something is really bothering you, Weeks. Something is really, really bothering. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here it goes. <laughs> Relax. It doesn't have to do with you. Calm down. Good. Oh, thank you, the Lord. Thank the Lord. <laughs> okay, so I I went to a uh, a show. I knew we were going to get home late so I said to my friend let's call her Kara I said to Kara mm-hmm. that you know y- you could stay over if you need to um, and uh, and then Kara comes over after the show and I'm putting I'm, I'm getting her like a towel and I'm getting sheets mm-hmm. for the, the couch and shit like that and and she goes oh it's so hot is there AC and I said not out here. Not a not a fan. Not a fan either. And she's like, "Really?" 
And she's like, and I said, you want to go home? And she said, no, that's ridiculous. So that was uh, that was the beginning of where I started to get a little upset. And then, uh oh, um, and then li- listen to this. Uh, okay. I so I am, you know, I to go to sleep, I need noise. I need uh, television that's playing. That's strange. Or, I need I need some sort of noise. I do I fucking hate silence. Now, right. Um, is, as Rob Thomas once said on Matchbox 20's first album, the song Cody. If you've never heard the silence, it's a god awful sound. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. Um, and so I'm always. But silence you know, is golden, babe. Silence is no. Th- I mean, the only reason people really live in New York, as Louis Black says, is. You don't have to hear the shit that's going on in your head. True. Very true. Um, so, anyway, I, you know, she's asleep on the, she uses my shower. There's suds all over the shower floor. I don't know what the hell she was doing in there. Uh, when, I, when I got in this morning, I was like, I nearly slipped and cracked my head open. Um, and, but, but this is, this is what really, so, I'm, last night I, I go, I'm, I'm lying down to bed, I have a, a little Netflix on, I'm enjoying my Netflix, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, and, and then mm-hmm. she's, and, and I have my AC going, so there is noise that should be above the, the Netflix, and I get, mm-hmm. a, I get a text from Kara, and I'm thinking that she's going to say, like, I don't know, where's your toilet paper or something, but... The text, right. the text says this. It says, hey, Maine, do you mind turning down your TV a little? No good? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is this going wild from you? Jesus. This is ridiculous. Now, let's, let's just, let me get your reaction to that text. Because that, okay, so... Hey, Maine, do you mind turning down your TV a little? No good. I'm sorry. What, what do you say to that, John Weeks? I love the Maine. I love the no good. But her request is out of line. What does she, what does she think she's going to get here? I mean, you know, especially if – I mean, I know this, but you need the noise to sleep. She's asking to get inconvenience to you. I mean, she could go to sleep without a little, with a little TV on. Everybody can do that. Even people who are, like, complete quiet can kind of ignore it if you're tired enough to fall asleep. She's she's out of line here. She's asking for too much, way too much. Yes, she is agreed. Way out of line, and I felt very encroached upon. I felt like my space was yeah. very encroached upon, which was totally inappropriate. And mm-hmm. I I don't plan on having this person sleep over anymore. <laughs> Absolutely, she's offensive. I mean. This is your place. She's uh, trying to take over your place here and usurp your power in your own place. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, you, know, you she's, adapt. She's you adapt. You adapt. To, you are a guest in this house. You adapt accordingly. And it's not like she wasn't Absolutely. getting the, the all-star treatment. Um, so, and, and meanwhile, she's, you know, there's, there's, I'm slipping all over the bathroom. I mean, it's, it, I don't understand. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what the fuck shampoo or whatever she was using. Anyway, I really hope that, you know, 
she won't. I hope she doesn't listen to the show. Because because the way I played it is I just ignored it. You know, I, I didn't I did not stand up for myself, so my therapist would probably be disappointed. But I just it was right. uh, it was a situation I didn't I didn't ask for. I didn't want to get involved in. And and I tell you that that mm-hmm. caused me that text caused me to lose sleep. You know, uh, yeah. which is what she was trying to gain. So it was very selfish and very very out of line. As you right. Said. Almost like a bully tactic, and uh, she's coming into your place, and you're doing her a favor, and she's going to totally rearrange your life. I mean, this is uh, it's scary. I hope uh, I hope she doesn't have a boyfriend. I mean, this guy's not going to have a great life here. I mean, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Moving on. Um, so, um and then, and then, of, of what course, I've got... I want to know what happened. What did you do there? What did you do oh. there that they had, had a big boat? The what? I had a big boat? Oh, boat. Yeah. What did you do in England that, where they, they decided to leave the EU? I mean, what is, was your presence that, that big of a thing there? I don't know what happened. The first thing I did when I got to, Lo- to London was fucking gaysian. That's the first thing. And then, <laughs> and then we did they laundry. They have them over there. They have Asians over there in England. Oh, there's plenty of Asians. There's plenty. Of, you know, because they're from Hong Kong. But I will tell you what. Oh. Well, uh, first I just want to point out that wait, I got to get this out of the way because this to me is huger than sure. any England anything is is um, the love of my life, my biggest Uh-oh. crush since. Well, you, anyway. I met Brendan Yuri last night for the first time. Oh ever. my and, goodness! Oh my goodness! What what a what, what an experience! So I I I get the VIP meet and greet for Panic the Disco, and it was very um you know the co-headlining with Weezer this summer, and I um uh I I, I managed to get the VIP meet and greet just in time. It sold out in like sixty seconds or something, but I got it just in time. Wow! And so. I go, the only thing that worked out, uh, the only show date that worked out given my traveling was uh, Camden, New Jersey. So I went to Camden, Woo! New Jersey, mur- Murder Capital, Willie Murder for Capital. Lucifer in the morning, I'm going to take you on a bus. Lucifer, Lucifer in the morning. So I go to uh, Camden and... Uh, and then, you know, there's this whole spiel. It kind of reminded me of uh, Letterman when they would give you this coaching before the thing. And this guy is, is up there and he's like, here's what I don't want you to do. And here's what I will allow. And, um, and, and it's, a, a bit of, it's, it's a bit patronizing, but at the same time, I, like, it, it's, it's a little frustrating because you spent all this money, but it's right. it, – I also understand it's necessary because of all the basics that they have as fans. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, so the guy's like, you know, I don't want, I don't want any hugging. You're all sweaty, blah blah blah. You can shake hands, Ooh. you can fist bump, you can high five, but no hugging. Um, and I don't want to have to pry you off of them. And the guy was like, and you know, there'll be, I'll walk the four guys in, and there'll be a space in between, and. Then, um, I mean, most people tend to gravitate towards Brendan for some reason, and everyone laughs. And um, 
that because Brendan's the only member, he's the only original member still in the band, and the other ones aren't technically members of the band. They're live touring members. Anyway, um, I uh, I go I go I go in and oh man, I'm so nervous, and I um and and I I I learned all their names. So and the thing is that Brendan really kind of like jumps out at you because he's the second one. So it was mm-hmm. like. So I, I was like, hey, uh, Ken, how are you? Brendan, hey. Uh, Dallin, how are you? Uh, Dan, how's it going? And I said all their names, you know, because I'm not some punk-ass buster. And, um, and then I got, uh, I got in between them and put my arms. We all had our arms around each other, I think, smiling. And we took the picture, and the guy uh, gave the thumbs up. And, and then I turned to Brendan and I, I put out my hand again to shake his hand again, and I said, you're my biggest crush since Zach Morris. And, and he goes, <laughs> and he, like, doesn't reach out his hand to shake mine right away, so I'm kind of lingering there with my hand a bit, but he's, he's like, I'll, I'm up there with Zach Morris? Wow, that's a high honor. And, uh, and then he goes to shake my hand, and I was like, yep, right up on that pedestal. And, uh, and then, and then I could tell, you know, I kind of, I had to, it was time to go because the guy was really like, uh, keeping the thing to, you know, he was very, very, uh, organized, the coordinator. And so, so I, I start, I start walking away and I hear Brendan go, it's all about Mark Paul Gossler. So I knew that he, you know, got the reference and I, I knew he would get the reference because he's not an idiot. And, um, and he's, he's also 29. So I figure he's just old enough to understand Saved by the Bell. Um, uh, and, uh, and then I, I like, I walk away and I just never wanted to wash my hands again. And then I, then I had to go to the bathroom. I had to pee at some point. So I washed my hands after that. And I was, and I was like, Oh man, I shouldn't wash my hands. Um, but they were so nice, and he was so awesome, and he really seemed to get a kick out of my Zach Morris comment. He's, he, I mean, he definitely has not heard that before, it seems. So he was like, wow, I'm right, right up there with Zach Morris. That's a high honor. <laughs> and um, I, I, this, this was huge, man. This is meeting, I mean, this, this, and, he, and we, we were, you know, the same height, so good, good kissing height, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But it was so awesome, and then they played, and they were so awesome, and um, the uh, and we actually were able to upgrade our seats to box seats for fifty dollars each. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I mean the box seats were not very fancy. It was, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but it was it was cool, and there was like a waitress and shit. Um, but so for yeah, so Jeez. for fifty more dollars each, we upgraded our seats, and then I um uh. And and I remember saying to Matthew Eskew, maybe I said it to you on the show a couple of years ago on their last mm-hmm. tour. I said, I think that Panic might have to start playing bigger venues again. And Uh-oh. let me let me tell you, John Weeks, this this venue last night was a lot like the Meadows, you know, in Hartford. Mm-hmm. Um, oh this, wow! Uh, this big amphitheater. Uh, with a lawn and everything, right. and 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 then of course they're co-headlining with Weezer, but then as soon as the the lights went down, people went nuts for Panic, and it was very clear wow. that you know people were there. 
Um, I mean, people were there for both bands, but people definitely wanted to see Panic, and uh, and and so they're they're playing these huge venues, and they're co-headlining with fucking Weezer. Uh, I think that I was proven right. I think I was, you know, they had to play the big venues again. They they got they they were I big, agree. and then they got yeah, and they got. So I think I was proven right, and then. Um, the odds were really stacked against us in terms of uh, Weezer because, you know, work this morning and everything. So we wound up, um, there was this, uh, this, this mother and daughter walked out. She said, we're leaving. If, do you want these tickets? They're the fifth row down there. So we oh go down God. there, and it was a Camden miracle. We go down, and we get in the fifth row. But it's behind the pit, not all that close, but it's the fifth row in the seats. And um, right. there was a... Uh, and so then it was like, wow, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, see Weezer up close. But then there was a guy behind us who was really drunk and fucking irritating and smelled like shit. And um, we <laughs> watched three Weezer songs. And I should say that we could go after the third song. And and, um, and keep in mind, I got up at – I'm still on British time. So I woke up at 4 a.m. yesterday and then did all this. And oh, got, my gosh. And, and then got to – and drove there and drove back and got to sleep at – 2 a.m. and woke up at 6 a.m. and took the rental car back and made it to oh. work with a half hour to spare. Um, but uh, but what do you think about all that starting with the meet and greet? Oh my gosh, this is a lot. I mean, it sounds like the meet and greet was uh, great. I mean, you, you probably had high expectations. Those things are probably always very difficult. I wonder if they meet expectations, but it sounded like they met them. Not only uh, did, did he meet your expectations, but did, he, you met his expectations, especially with your comments about, uh, you know, Mark Paul Gossett and uh, Zach Morris. And, uh, you know, I think I, I think that's that's awesome. I think that he has a sense of humor. I think he's uh, down to earth. I think you, 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 met, you met one of your modern-day, you know, heroes, uh, singers and musicians. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, how many of us really get a chance to do that? And uh, that's pretty cool. And then, then the concert itself was awesome. You got your seats upgraded, and you upgraded your seats, and saw two amazing bands, Weezer and Panic, which I think are both great bands. And you're right. You said that, uh, you know, they, they had a bigger venue, especially if it's like a, the size of the Meadowlands. I know you said there's two bands, but, I mean, that's, that's humongous. I mean, that's a huge uh, venue. So, um, you know, and, and Panic is one of those bands. It's very strangely, they get more and more popular, despite I don't hear them on the radio that much for some reason. They don't get, yeah. at least in Connecticut, they don't get huge play. They probably do in New York, but... Uh, that's, and that's no, fascinating. I no, think that's, not that at shows all. you the quality of the music. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's but, an interesting. You know, yeah, that's that's an interesting point you raise about the radio thing because a lot of yeah, I mean, I I never hear them on the radio. I don't know. Right, right, but, and they get a lot of respect though. I know um, Radio One Hundred Four Fest had Panic. Uh, I think they headlined their show, so they're they're a humongous fan. They've gotten uh, to like front row status. Where, you know, big uh, big stage status, and, uh, you know, I'm happy that they had such a great time. I mean, that sounds like a phenomenal sequence of events. There's no disappointments there. You met you met your, you met met your Brandon, and you uh, you saw the, the great concert. You got your seats upgraded continually, and uh, you yeah. were impressed. I mean, you met expectations, which is uh, which is great, because uh, sometimes those kind of situations can be difficult uh, because you expect so much, and you're kind of nervous. I think you, you're... Your background in, in media and entertainment also helps out, right? So because you're somewhat you're prepared, you know uh, what to say, what to talk. You you're, you did your homework beforehand about the other band members, 
And uh, I think that's, that's great. I think that's uh, phenomenal. I think here's the question, though. Will you see them again? Um, would you do another meet and greet, number two? And three, where the hell are the other band members? What happened to their band where they broke <laughs> up? What are the other band members doing? Uh, well, first off, I just farted. Secondly, what was the first question you just asked? What was what was the first thing you asked? Would you? We'll take it would step you see by them step. In concert again? I would. I've seen them many times, and I would. I'll see them many times in the future. They're much like Counting Crows. If if they're in town, I'm fucking there. Excellent, excellent. Fred Next Kitt. question. And would you would you do the meet and greet again? Absolutely. To to wow. To touch to touch Brendan in any way. Uh, by the way, I think you I think you called him Brandon. It's Brendan. Yeah, I said that. I know. I knew you would call me on that. I knew I made a mistake, and I knew you would call me on that. Brendan, right? Brendan. Brendan? Yes, Brendan. I, I said Brandon. Um, what, yeah, I, I, I knew you would call me on that. <laughs> and what what was your next question? Crap. What was uh, what happened to the other band members? Why is he the only one that exists uh, from the former band? Yeah, so what's interesting about this is that that um, if you look at the liner notes of the latest record, it says, like in the CD booklet and the record thing, it, it says, Panic at the Disc is Brendan Urie. And, and that's it. And that's what it says on, on the newest album. But, but there's a guy who's in the touring band with him that I met yesterday, Dallin mm-hmm. Weeks who was actually listed as a member of the band in the previous album. So uh, the previous oh, album, wow. too, too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die, that said, Panic of the Disco is Brendan Urie, Spencer Smith, and Dallin Weeks. So that, at the Whoa. time, Dallin was included in it, and now he's, even though he's still in the, the band, he's excluded mm-hmm. from the, the notes this time, which is weird. Um, but I Ooh. think that that could also that could also be like a marketing thing because it it looks a lot more powerful when it's Panic of the Disco is right. Brendan Urie than it looks a lot more powerful right. than Panic of the Disco is Brendan Urie and Dallin Week. So here's here's what happened in chronological order. Uh, the initial incarnation of Panic of the Disco uh, was Brendan Urie, Ryan Roth, Spencer Smith, John Walker, and some other guy. And the other guy, I forget his name, but he wound up being a jerk or something, and, and they wound up kicking Ooh. him out of the band. So he was the first guy to go. Mm-hmm. So it used to be like five band members. Or no, wait, wait, maybe it was four, except they got they kicked him out and put John Walker in on the base, I think, slapping the bass okay. on him. And, um, <laughs> he, uh, and so the first album, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, is, uh, you know, uh, widely acclaimed uh uh, in that genre, that kind of emo pop punk, um, and that's the one with I Write Sins Not Tragedies and, and all the songs on it. And at the time, Ryan Ross, who was the lead guitarist, he was also the lead songwriter. So if you listen to the Panic's lyrics on the first album and second album, where Ryan Ross is the, the leader in terms of writing, uh, the lyrics are much more poetic and metaphoric and... and um, they're, they're uh, and maybe a little darker and less literal. Um, mm-hmm. And then what happens is, so they had, band has huge success with that first album. Um, and, you know, when Jarrett Reddick from Bowling, Bowling for Soup was on this show, I was like, hot or hot mess, mm-hmm. the disco. And he says, 
I mean, how many times can a band break up? And I bet, but you know, what a what a first album. Um, and then we sang our Kelly. So the second album, so um, so it was a huge success. And then and it really seemed like Brendan and Ryan Ross had this kind of bromance going on. And people were like writing fan fiction about it, talking about Ryden, R-Y-D-E-N. And they really seemed to be like really close, like really good friends. And then the the second album was the one with Nine in the Afternoon on it, which is the only song from that album they ever play live now. And that album is the one that was very much Beatles-inspired. And that was the direction that Ryan Ross and John Walker wanted to take the band. So they thought that because Beatles music is, is everlasting and there's a reason why people still listen to it today, um, that, that mm-hmm. there's something to, they think there's something to that. And so why not, you know, try and go for that type of sound. So on, and you can tell on that album, which is called pretty dot odd dot. So on that album, they actually mm-hmm. got rid of the, ex, they got rid of the exclamation point and panic exclamation point at the disco. They got rid of that. And then they put two periods, in between the album title words. Um, so a lot of messing with punctuation in this band. But um, so then with this one, with Panic of the Disco, no exclamation point, uh, that was the Beatles one. And you can tell when you listen to the first song going into the second song, an intro like on Sgt. Pepper going into With a Little Help from My Friends, very much an intro going into yeah. Nine in the Afternoon. Uh, same format, of course, not, you know, the caliber of, Sergeant Pepper, but um, but similar sound and stuff and uh, format, and then they go around and they they tour with you know with both those two albums um, in their pocket and they go around and they, and they, they seem to be getting along and everything seems fine and then all of a sudden I see on Facebook this post um, that Ryan and John have decided to leave the band and Brendan ah. and Brendan and Spencer will stay Panic at the Disco. And Spencer was the drummer, um, and Ryan and Ryan was the lead guitarist. John was the bassist, and uh, they broke off to form a new band called The Young Veins, and that lasted for one album, uh, which is good, not great, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went to see them in uh, Williamsburg at the Knitting Factory, and it was, it was quite interesting. Oh, wow. um, and and that that night I actually got introduced to Foxy Shazam, who was pretty amazing. And then and, and actually on that newest um Macklemore song, Foxy Shazam is the uh the singer on it. So the one that downtown. Oh. Um oh, wow. was that a groan? No, 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 that was wow. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so then yeah, so they formed the Young Danes. Brendan and Spencer stay Panic of the Disco, and the first thing that they come out with just the two of them as the band is a song called New Perspective, which is on the Jennifer's Body soundtrack, which is a film by Diablo Cody, uh, which starred Megan Fox, and it was like a vampire flick. And um, they shot a video for that, and my friend Sam Gersberg did the video for that, and she got to take a prom photo with Brendan and he was like holding her from behind. So trust me, that thought crossed oh, wow. my mind to ask. I thought it crossed my mind to ask them to do a prom photo. I crossed my mind many times, but I didn't in the end. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so that, that's just the one song new perspective. And then eventually they come out with this album vices and virtues where uh, Brendan has now taken over as the 
main songwriter um, because Ryan Roth was before and then on Vices and Virtues, which is an incredible album, uh, but the, the lyrics are way more literal, uh, way less poetic than the previous two albums. And, um, and, and like, for instance, there's a song there called Memories, which is very catchy, and it's a good song, but the lyrics are, oh, like, the chorus is, Oh, Memories, Where'd You Go, You're All I've Ever Known, How I Missed Yesterday, uh, something. I mean, it's very, like, uh, kind of, like, um, not generic, but obvious lyrics, and so that was, right. like, you know, Brendan's first uh, go at, right, at songwriting. I'd say that's probably the, the, the only part of the album that really sticks out to me. It's kind of... Um, Messy. Uh, and then then what happened is now we have Brendan and Spencer in the band. So Brendan and the drummer Spencer. Then they release um, an album called Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. That's the one that has Miss Jackson on it. Uh, and yeah, great song. This is gospel. Right, great song. And, uh, oh, I took a video of it last night. I'll send you the video of it. Though. It's so great. And he does the back yeah. And uh, they... Uh, so, so they came out with that album, and at that point, the liner note said, um, Panic the Disco is Brendan Urie, Spencer Smith, and Dallin Weeks, uh, uh, your brother. Yeah, Weeks. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Dallin um, had begun, t- I think Dallin and Ken had come from other bands and started touring with Panic, so then naturally it just made sense to put Dallin on as a member of the band on that album. But then what happened is Spencer got very hooked on pills and alcohol, and he wound up having Uh. rehab. Yes, so Spencer went to rehab, and I think think that Brendan continued to tour without Spencer, uh, and they, you know, had another drummer in his place, and and it wasn't clear if Spencer was going to come back, but then he wound up writing a letter like an open letter to fans and everything saying uh, that he was not coming back to the band, that, you know, he was working on his, his life and stuff. And um, uh, so then, then Spencer was gone from the band. So that left Brendan as the only original member still in Panic! at Disco, um, except that Dallin Weeks was put in for the last album. But then when this album yeah. came out, Death of a Bachelor, now it just says Panic! The Disco is Brendan Urie. And then even yesterday when they introduced him, the guy was like, and I'm going to bring out all the live touring members. It wasn't all the members. It was like all the live, uh, all the oh, touring members of Panic! Okay. The Disco. Uh, so, okay. and really, I mean, who wants to take a picture with any of them but Brendan? So, you know, I, I mean, you may as well just <laughs> kick the other guys out, except that they're really nice and cool and rock stars. Um, but uh, it's just, the, the yeah the only constant in Panic has been Brendan and it's a little weird because he seems like such a nice guy but it seems like like nobody nobody wants to work with him for too long you know I don't know <laughs> well maybe it's just part of his growth and uh, he's someone outgrowing other artists and wants to kind of transform himself every other couple of years or whatnot whenever he has an album out what about the Dallin Weeks I'm huh? a brother it sounds pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's he's better. He's a good-looking guy in person. Better looking than on the thing. And he's very tall. Very very tall. He's the bassist. <laughs> Slapping the bass, man. Um, I was but, I was reading a little bit about Yuri. He's 
I didn't know he uh, grew up in a Mormon family. That's true. Yes. 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 Did you um, know that? Yeah, it's interesting. The similarities between Brendan Urie and Brandon Flowers from The Killers are very. I was going to say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very so Urie. they are, were both raised Mormon. They're both from Las Vegas. They're both rock mm-hmm. stars. Um, and apparently there was some like some beef between the killers and Panic at the Disco or something one night too. Really? But I think it, there was some there was something somebody didn't do something. I don't know what happened, but I think it's fine now. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of similarities. But and we'll get back to that. But do you know what time it is, Mister? Oh my God! It should be already the hot mess awards. It's not Fogarty. It's already the hot mess awards. Uh, shit, we don't have the thing. We got to sing it. Let's just go. Oh, he's a mess. He's a mess. Oh, he's a mess. He's a mess. Oh, he's a mess. 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 He's a uh oh, you got the terrarium in your pants. That time of year, I got a terrarium in my pants. Oh, I got a Sire, what are you doing uh, and where? Are you in New York? Are you home? Where are you? I'm actually yes, I'm Georgia? home. I'm home. I'm in New York. I'm having a bit of a electronical meltdown here. I can't find my hot nest stuff. I'm all for smoke. I sent myself something. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, do it off the head then. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look in the trash file. Maybe I recently deleted it. <laughs> oh, along with. Along oh along yes, with I did. Oh, that's oh, so smart. <laughs> what on, else? Wizard? What else is? What else is in the trash, Fogarty? Oh, nothing. I'm trying to get together a group of playwrights for a reading on Friday night, uh, just sort of Ooh. informal. Of I know everybody is just sort of in the middle of working on something new, so we're going to have like a little soiree here at Shea Fody Doe on Waverly Place. <laughs> when you, it should when be you fun. Said, when you said you were getting together a group, of people from the trash. I thought it was going to be more orgy uh, involved. Well, from the trash. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, who's, who's your, uh, what do you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards, Sire Tom Fogarty-Mang? Okay, my first hot mess is this crap that's going on with Frances Bean Cobain. Have you heard this? No, what happened? She's in the process of a divorce from this sleazeball named Isaiah Silva who claims that she gave him Kurtz Martin D-18E as a wedding present. Now, that is the acoustic guitar that he used on the MTV Unplugged. Okay. And now he's demanding to keep it in the divorce. It's the only thing he wants, apparently. And she's like, over my dead body. He wants her father's guitar? Yeah. He claims okay. she gave it to him on their wedding night. Oh, and cool, man. Yeah. Not That's cool. fucked up, man. Not cool at all. 
Who is your second hot mess, Liar? My second hot mess has got to be these businesses over in Brexit, England, where you just were. Oh, have you, have you heard about this? There are no. some companies that are allowing puppy moaning for their workers. What? In puppy other moan. words, people what? who have animals at home, especially new puppies, you might be able to get a few days off work to acclimate them to your home. Or if you have a sick puppy, you can take time off. Puppy moaning. (laughs) What? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with moaning moaning by Tommy James and the Shondells? No, and it don't have anything to do with brisket either. Moaning, moaning, moaning. Is it going now, Oh my! Yeah, Brick puppy Brick. money. And who is your final hot mess for this evening? My Simon? last hot mess is for couples past and present. Apparently, Ooh. I mean, there's been a shitload of breakups since we were together last. Oh, who? Wrong. Right? Well, Taylor Swift and that and that model dude that she's been with for apparently a year, which like is a big to do with her. But apparently, it freshly opened up the when when she popped her cherry was with John Mayer. Apparently, mm. yeah. Tastes so worse. that came, that was back in the news. Demi Lovato has split with longtime boyfriend Vilder Valmorado. Ooh. <laughs> Yo mama. Uh, yeah, but I was thrilled to see that my girl Miley and Liam are back together again. Oh, okay. Nice. By the way, yeah. Calvin Harris that Taylor Swift was dating for a year is not a model, he's a DJ. But you're talking about uh how well, they were he certainly for a year sat and... around in his underwear enough doing major ads. Ooh. Really? Calvin Harris? Yeah. They're thinking of Calvin Klein, Calvin bro. Hayes? Nope. Calvin Klein, nope. bro. Nope. Calvin Harris underwear ad? <laughs> Not that they were ads, but that he's like photographed in magazines sitting around in his fucking tidy whiteies. Oh, yeah. you might be right. Yeah, you might be right yeah. about that. He's he's hot. Yep. Spin this okay. bitches. Waka waka. Uh, So that is the Hot Mess Awards for this evening And now let's see uh, We don't have the theme song for this either So uh, Are you in a phone booth somewhere? Where are you? Yeah, it's it's kind of um, uh, The thing is that Blog Talk Radio wound up taking away uh, All of our our audio files Except a, a a few of them So uh, I, I haven't had a chance to I haven't had a chance to put them back yet because I've been over there uh, raining terror on the UK. Oh. <laughs> well, why did they take them away? Uh, because they said that I was uh, I hadn't paid, and it turned out what? that the card that I had was expired. And there's like, cause there's a monthly fee if you want to do longer shows where it, you, when I first signed up for this, there was a, uh, it was free. You do hour shows for free. And then what happened is they changed it to a half hour show for free. And then wound up having like a silent sponsor 
pay for it for a while. But then when her credit card expired, then I just, you know, took it to mine. And then that card expired. And I didn't, like, they said they emailed me and stuff, and I didn't get any. So uh, the clips are gone. And I made a big stink about it, but they didn't do anything. or uh, So anyway... We'll just have to make two for now. All right. You guys lubed up and ready to joke off? I wrecked him. Oh, you know it. All right. Kick us off, Fogarty Mang. Okay, a 25-year-old North Carolina man named Ronald McDonald was shot outside a Sonic drive-in restaurant last Thursday. I'm just going to let that one sink in. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yep. A Virginia judge ordered that Virginia Uber driver, Kyler Schmidt, Never tweet again after tweeting threats to his senator that he would shoot him. Hmm. Can we get this judge to shut down Kim Kardashian while we're at it? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, now that wouldn't be a Virginia judge who'd have to do that. That'd be a vagina judge. <laughs> I feel like vagina judge right is more one, for her. Vagina judge is more for her stepfather. No. No, I think, you know, no, her stepfather would be colonial vagina. <laughs> the FBI okay. didn't allow the Hillary Clinton email scandal to rise to the level of gross negligence because Bill did enough gross rising for both of them in the 90s. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. It took a while, but I, we got there. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. 42-year-old New York man, Equan Hill, proclaimed, God did it! God did it! After running around the city and shoving feces down women's pants. In response, God said he had been trying to get those ladies to shit up in their drawers for years. He just needed a little help. (laughs) That is very disturbing. I'll say, especially to see that the video of that woman when she ran into the garage. Uh, That's gross. Uh, Dog yeah, not, down someone's it back. It doesn't seem pleasant. No. No, it's not. It's not Big old fresh dog dookie down, down someone's pants. <laughs> Two former Tucson TV reporters were arrested after their breastfed baby tested positive for cocaine. Say what you will about the parenting, but that baby was the life of the party. Yep. <laughs> yep. You gotta ask yourself. You gotta ask yourself. You know, even if you breastfeed them, because one kitty got vodka and the other one got cocaine. <laughs> you gotta ask yourself what the baby wants. <laughs> Hillary Clinton announced she will now pursue a debt-free college policy for all. She has also started speaking in a Brooklyn accent and has shaved a bald spot into her hair. Oh. 
<laughs> she got a Brazilian on her head. <laughs> not, not if Donald Trump has anything to say about it. Nope. <laughs> nope. The San Francisco TV station KRON reports that people are using Periscope and Facebook Live to live broadcast themselves while driving. Thankfully, none of them are Asian. <laughs> Real racist there. No, you were racist. <laughs> I almost didn't say it. I almost said they was Cablasian. Yeah, that that's one's a whole that's other kettle of fish. <laughs> that joke's for weeks, that one. <laughs> 94-year-old sitcom legend Norman Lear says his secret to longevity is dancing naked in the mirror. While not doing that is Louie Anderson's secret to longevity. <laughs> hey, now. That was a nice little impression you did there. Do that impression again. I resemble that. Hey, guys. Do you know what the meaning of Thanksgiving is? Pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's Pumpkin very good at, as Zach Galifianakis' mother on uh, Baskets. <laughs> yeah. He's very good at that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I hate this one. Over 200 former Penn State football <laughs> players have signed a petition insisting <laughs> that the university return the statue of the former head coach, Joe Paterno. The statue was removed from Beaver Stadium in 2012. Hmm. Maybe it does need to be put back in Beaver. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Say your prayers. Say your prayers. Say your prayers. Hallelujah. Say your prayers. Say your prayers, Beaver Boys. Say your prayers. (laughs) I love how you introed that with, I hate this one. I'm just imagining it like a stand-up comedian up there saying, I really hate this one, guys. (laughs) Well, it's it's just fraught with so many different things. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you finna stand up, sing hallelujah, hallelujah, say your prayers, hallelujah, say your prayers, and close us off, weeks, and blow us off, weeks. Former Fox News host Gretchen Carlson is suing Fox News chairman Roger Ailes for sexual harassment. Wait. Oh, good God. I thought that said Tucker Carlson. Oh. Yeah. I'm a rat sucker. Your timeline is skewed. You do remember that. So our flight didn't get canceled at Newark. It got canceled at at Charlotte. That's right. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Because it's silly, too. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the puppies. <laughs> Puppy money. 
Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy money. Puppy no, never again. Okay. Never again. I can't do it without you guys. None That's right. Crisis. When Ryan Holmes leaves, it's the end of the world. All hell breaks loose. All hell okay, breaks loose. The country's dissipating. Okay. Good night, Firemine. Ciao, Belly. Good night, Wizard Maine. Firemine. Great kid. Um, great kid. Yeah, he's all right. So, uh... <laughs> um... Um, yeah, so so there's, so 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 yeah, all that was panic, and then um, and and then yeah, this, okay, so yes, I just got back from from the United Kingdom, and I was Brexit. there. You came back from Brexit. Yeah, I was there when it happened, but I noticed on like nobody was talking about it around me. I was in Northern Ireland at the time. Nobody was talking about it around me. Keep in mind that they were all getting ready wow. for a wedding, so they're probably super self-involved. But. Um, but but I noticed on Facebook that everyone in America was talking about it, and then I'm there, right. and nobody there is talking about it. It's very odd. Um, but yeah, well, well, yeah, I went there, and, and yeah, all hell broke loose there. What, what what do you think about that whole situation there? You probably love uh, it. I, I don't know what to think. I just think it was it was an epic decision. And even when I was trying to talk to people over here, they didn't seem to care. But you know, a lot of people did have Facebook updates, statuses. You know, a lot of people were against it. I think you know, and um, but I, w- I was surprised by the vote. I think it was, you know, even though it was a pretty slim vote, it still went the way that the, most of the polls did not have it going. Uh, they had most people remaining. And uh, I think it was shocking. I think it has a huge effects for the future for, of course, the U.K. Uh, you never know about Scottish independence or Northern Ireland independence in some regards uh, from the U.K. And even London independence they're talking about. Um, but it has major effects as well on the EU. People are not talking about that. They're talking mostly about it. The UK, but uh, you know, immediately uh, preceding the decision, the stocks also plummeted and plummeted much worse for the EU, for member nations of the EU like Germany, uh, uh, for Denmark, and for uh, France and, and Spain. So, uh, you know, I could, this could be the beginning of a uh, cascading event where other countries want to leave the EU, and uh, it it would be utter disaster for the EU. You know, in, in terms of democracy, I see it as a a win for democracy and the fact that uh, the UK it kind of uh, established, reestablishes their independence. Uh, there's going to be a lot of short-term losses and hurting uh, before they can uh, kind of see an economic benefit to it. But you know, in terms of uh, sovereignty and people's voices, the, the people of the UK, their voices are multiplied tenfold because now they're, the government is more accountable to them. And uh, I think it's largely, to be honest, I don't think it's even – uh, very economically stimulated. I think it's uh, immigration stimulated, quite frankly. I think it all stems from uh, the Syrian refugee crisis and Merkel and what she did with that. I think she handled that very poorly in my eyes. And, uh, I think the, the UK and their people, not that I know them, uh, but what a film I see, I think it was a referendum on the immigration policies of their of the EU and uh, basically them taking their immigration policies into their own hands and make, making their decisions and their leaders accountable to them. So I think that's a big win for democracy, I think, in terms of sovereignty from a nation-state standpoint. Uh, but it's a big loss for EU and, uh, you know, of course, you know, uh, that kind of 
compact uh, pact between many countries and especially for the European nations. And uh, it'll be fun to see what, what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully there's not a lot of pain for both, both sides of the EU and the UK and they can work together, but you know, it'll be interesting to see. A lot of people are bitter about it. So, yeah. But, yeah uh, it's, it's interesting. I think yeah. it has huge, it's going to have a huge impact on global politics going down the road. And I think America's next. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. What is America going to do? Each state is going to break off from the country? Well, I think, you know, not necessarily, but I, I did hear that. There was, uh, I think South Carolina was talking about leaving. I don't think they will. I don't think it's logistical or logical for them to do it. So, um, but I think, you know, what this was was a very much a referendum on their own government, uh, immigration policies, and uh, whether that, that spreads to um, the United States is going to be a big deal. So we'll see. But we're a different country. We deal with things differently. I think we're, uh, you know, on, on those things, a little more uh, liberal. But, you know, it was a big loss, I think, for the young people of uh, the U.K., big loss for kind of uh, that, you know, being able to go to any country you want, that's easy travel. Um, but it's a, it's a big win for workers, too, and, the uh, you know, uh, for the regular business owners in the U.K. as well that, who voted overwhelmingly to, to leave. So, uh, you know, either way, it has its benefits and negatives, and we'll see how it goes. But you were there during a historic time. I think that's what, what I'm most impressed by. That's, uh, you know, even though people weren't talking about it, I'm sure it was on their mind. Yeah, well, they're you know they're all focused on the meeting and I mean on the wedding and then at the wedding, like the first right. person to bring it up, the first person to bring it up was Mac when I saw him at the wedding and he right. uh, was talking about it with his cousins or something. I don't know, um, but uh, I do not have the energy to discuss my <laughs> U- my UK trip tonight, but we'll take care of that on the next show because it's going to. I want to hear being- all about the trip. I want to hear yes. everything. Yes. Please. It's going to be very garrulous. I mean, it's going to be very wordy, and I'll go on for way too right. long. So uh, no, we'll save that's that. All right. I think those next. are the best shows. I, <laughs> I think we had a great show today because uh, we had things to talk about, mostly you. But I think it's, <laughs> those are the best shows we have because, quite frankly, there's nothing going on in my life. So. Well, yeah, uh, I was going to ask what's like going on with you, things. bro. No, nothing's going with, um, to, be honest, to be honest with you, nothing at all. So uh, I like to hear what's going on in your life at this time. I mean, there might be something, you know, next time, but. Um, okay. Definitely. I mean, the, you, you, this is monumental. You were there, to, you know, doing something so huge. I don't think we can even fathom what's going to happen down the road, you know? <laughs> and you're talking about Brendan Yuri's cock, right? That's absolutely, absolutely what I'm talking about. Brandon, right? Brandon. No, damn it. Um, you know, Brexit. What, what is what? What is what is what? What did you say? Brexit. 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 My favorite scene, and she's the main, main feature of Amanda Bane's main. That's got to be the, a movie about Supergirl's love. And uh, just down his luck, doesn't have too many guy friends, and he's looking for a guy friend in the world. 
Did you know that the best night I've had in the last five years is the night that Zoe and I split a bottle of wine, we made a summer salad, and watched chocolate together? You mean chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate with Johnny Depp. Chocolate. You're not fucking French, Pete. It's called chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's got an E on at the end. That was your favorite night? Yes. Your best night in five years is watching chocolate with Johnny Depp. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> the combination of wine and summer salad and chocolate. Yeah. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. That she's a main man. She's a main man. What is? What is? What is after the colon in that? She's a main. Uh, <laughs> I love you, man. Oh, okay. I love you, man. Is that the one with slapping the basement? Yes, slapping the basement. That's why I laughed when you said that. It was hilarious. Oh, and then you wound up doing a thing from it in the end, anyway. Uh, that's what. That's right. That yeah, I, I feel like I should have on Blu-ray, and I don't because I have like I get these like four-dollar Blu-rays from this place, these used Blu-rays, and I have like a. Wedding Crashers and um, what's role models, and I feel like I should have uh, uh, I Love You, Mine, but I don't have it. I totally agree. I think it's, a, it's one of my favorite movies. Didn't we watch that movie while we were dressing up for uh, Andrew Mangers' yeah. wedding? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, was, I was about to say Jesus' wedding, and then I remembered it wasn't miserable. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad, and we don't want to go there. But uh, I feel really <laughs> bad. I think Andrew sent, didn't Andrew send us like a text about getting together and like nobody responded. It felt really bad. Oh my god, you're right, huh? I felt really bad because he did call too and then he sent that text to everybody. Nobody said squat. <laughs> I think Shit. you did. And I think nobody else said anything and that was it. Shit, bro. Fucked up man. <laughs> I think we I think we should actually try to get together at some point. Uh you oh, know, I'd like sure. to do it in New York. You know, this so summer, I mean, that sounds good to me. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I, and I want to know, what is your favorite scene in She's the Main Man for Jermaine and Baines? Uh, yes, my favorite scene is She's the Main Man for Jermaine and Baines. My favorite scene is She's the Main Man from a movie called She's the Main, colon, scary movie. And Jermaine and Baines plays a girl named Buffy, and she is how she, what she says. She says, hello? Someone there? Hello? Ha well, ha. <laughs> Very funny. Who put you up to this? Cindy? Lose the cape. It's way too 90s horror. Oh, so what <laughs> movie is this from? Die, cheerleader, die? Want to play psycho killer? Can I be the helpless cheerleader? Is this where I'm supposed to beg for my life? Please, Mr. Scary Killer, don't kill me. Oh, is this where I'm supposed to bleed? Oh, look, I'm bleeding. Hell yeah, I'm supposed to run, right? Okay, I'm running, I'm running. Help. Now I'm going to fall and break my leg, leaving me helpless. There you go, Mr. Scary Killer. I'm panicking now. Oh, no. Somebody please help me. Oh, God, no, no. The big climax. Hope you don't mind if I fake it. Oh, look at me. I'm all dead. I'm a gross, scary, severed head. Come on, please. Do you know who I am? I'm Miss Teen, and you're really giving me a headache, and you got blood all over my Gucci sweater. I hope you're going to pay for that. 
I will not be ignored by the likes of you. And that's my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Very good job. Very good. Yes. Yes. Very good. And I, can, I loved it. And I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And I was one time I was at a play, and I was Rip Torn's wife was directing the show, and it was his new wife because the old one is long gone, unfortunately. And afterwards, there was a cast party, and we were there. And uh, this was many, many years ago. I was 12, and I, I uh, Rip, Rip has this reputation of getting very drunk and thinking the cops are after him. And he's going around the party arm wrestling everyone, and he's beating everyone, but then it gets to me, and I had the grip, and I, and then after that, after that, he goes, he says, somebody owes me a martini. <laughs> and if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch, cunt, motherfucker? <laughs> I'll tell you what not to do. Well, okay. you're not going to go walking around in the streets of New York City Smothering feces on people's butts <laughs> and groping them. <laughs> <laughs> can I, 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 I